when Mac Daddy discovers a magic flute. It's all I want right here. <laughs> he becomes the richest man in hip hop. Hey, get these losers out. But when three young rappers. Kind of like Robin Hood. <laughs> Say, we're going to be robbing in the hood. <laughs> stumble onto his musical treasure. Everyone will have to pay the piper. Unhandy gold, you thieving hoods. You got more loot than Tiger Woods. <laughs> they got the flute. We got to get that back. Our party's over. He's mean. Did somebody say blow? <laughs> what kind of voodoo shit you boys into? He's green. Curious aroma. That's the bomb right there. The bomb? Ah, the bomb. He's down. Does she meet with your approval? Sit down, my healthy Billy. You're about to meet a club named Billy. Come and let me lay hands upon your sinful creature. <laughs> What's that? It's rap. And then you take this and wrap it around your ugly <laughs> Warwick Davis. Ice tea. But the Herald Isle to your place in the hood, and the man of green come to do no good. You know who the left is the real OG. Got your ass! <laughs> we don't go down without a fight, right? Right? Right. <laughs> Leprechaun 5. Size doesn't matter when you're still the man. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Naming Network. To find more from us, check out the website, themainnaming.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Main Naming. We are also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Top of the morning to you. Oh, nice. Good way to start this podcast. <laughs> uh, kill me now. Yeah, that's right. We are talking to you, I guess the day after St. Patrick's Day is when this is coming. So we're super timely, but it's fine. We'll get into that. But before we do, guys, what have you been watching this week? I haven't been watching much. I, I watched one thing, and and I had a question for you guys. So I'll, I'll just I'll mention what I watched. I watched I Care A Lot with oh. uh, Roseman oh. Pike. Yeah. This is going to sound weird. But I'm going to I'm going to try to word it in a way that's like not sexist, Mm -hmm. but is there like an equivalent for like you know how some people have like some guys have very punchable faces? Yeah. Is there like a way to say it about Roseman Pike? That's not like (laughs) I want to you know, I don't want to punch her, but in I care a lot. She has a very punchable face. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Is there a female equivalent to that? <laughs> I, I having watched I care a lot. She deserves a punch in the face. Yeah, but she's like she plays characters that are really they're good at it. So she's doing a phenomenal job, right? Oh yeah. No, that movie made me very angry. Yeah. Oh, so angry. So angry. Uh, I was watching it. Who was over? It, Jen, myself. Oh, and my uh, my 
brother-in-law's girlfriend was over and we were watching it and I was so frustrated with how she was getting away with everything that I went ahead and read the synopsis and when I got to the end of it and I saw what happened I just let out like a big oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah it still feels a little undeserved though because it's almost happenstance yeah. that it happens, which annoyed me. Because it's not a direct correlate. It it is, but it isn't. Is like so we. It's and a cause and effect of what happens in the first scene, what happens in the end. Mm-hmm. So everything that we see besides that has no effect on her eventual outcome. Yeah. But yeah, it's so frustrating. It's like how she's just outthinks the russian mafia yeah right it's like well fuck you first of all second of all are we just glossing over the rampant like elder abuse in this movie (laughs) that kind of took a back seat at one point yeah like i was i wanted diane weist to be the hero that's what i thought i thought we were sitting there like she's definitely going to be some like badass killer right right and it turned out not to be the, the yeah. case. That would have been she, so much better. She completely disappears through the second half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I That movie made me so angry. I enjoyed it, but only because of what happens at the end I enjoyed it. It's <laughs> it, like the first half of it is okay. It's, you know, she's really good in it. I think the best parts are Chris Messina as the lawyer. He's yes. got phenomenal suits, first of all. <laughs> that is a very, very loud suit. And he has and he has a great scene with her, kind of like both measuring each other's dicks, basically. Yeah, it, uh, it was a good uh, like like threatening scene. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But then it takes just first of all, there's no one to root for in the movie. You can't root for her. You can't root for Peter Dinklage. And it was let it was less fun. I thought it was gonna be more like caper kind of thing. You know, like a tongue in cheek kind of fun, like. I'm going to do this and then you're going to combat that by doing this right? sort of, but it's, it's just mean. And she's, yeah. Ooh, she's a, she's a C she's earned the C word in that movie. Yeah. And I think she like takes pride in being yeah. that. Yeah. And no one, and no one knows how to confirm a kill in that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were sitting there like, it's the Russian mafia. They're not going to just like, okay, she's dead and walk away. No, they're going to make sure. Yeah. She doesn't escape the lake in that one scene, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> just having a guy standing on the shore with a gun, just waiting. Yeah, like, okay, it's been a long time. I think she's dead. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because you're right. You can't root for Peter Dinklage because he's a sex trafficker. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, well, I guess you feel bad because his mom is being held hostage. Right. I guess you root for him. Yeah. And, like and you're kudos, for Diane Weist, but she's not there. Right. right. <laughs> and, and kudos to Peter Dinklage for not trying to do a Russian accent. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just you know playing himself really. It was really good. I give him te- I give him credit for for restraint. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think going back to your original question, the non-sexist way to say it is just to say she deserves a punch in the face, not that you would do it personally. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Uh, another. <laughs> Another female should punch her in the face. See, punching people in the face, that's that's gender neutral. That's true, right? <laughs> Getting a punch in the face, gender neutral. I, I think if you harass the elderly, I think, yeah, you should just, like, someone could just punch you in the face. I think that's yeah. okay, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Not by me, but <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. Is that all you watched this week, Dan? That is all I watched, yes. What about you, Mark? What did you watch this week? Yeah, I guess the, well, nothing really this week. I guess the only thing we've all watched besides that was, was WandaVision, but that that's about it. I don't. Okay. I had my weekly Friday excursions to watch. I'm assuming now Falcon and Winter Soldier, Dan? Yeah. It's going to become our weekly tradition. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but then, I enjoy it very much. But then no Hawkeye, because let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're completely skipping over Hawkeye. I'm canceling Disney Plus when that comes out. <laughs> just just for that time period. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for, for those eight episodes. Okay, yeah, so I watched quite a bit this week, or two weeks, really. I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, the HBO okay. Max Warner Brothers movie, I suppose about the Fred Hampton, I believe it is, the, uh, the leader of the Black Panthers who was yeah. assassinated. Really good, really good performances. Very interesting story, a story that obviously our history books in school did not teach us for certain reasons. Won't get into that. But it made me also want to go back because it was about, you know, someone basically being a spy and uh, wearing a wire and going on on the inside. I watched The Departed immediately after that. <laughs> I haven't watched that in about probably close to 10 years. Maybe not 10, but like five or six easily. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So that movie came out in 2006. So it's a 15-year-old movie. Still great. I liked it, but I didn't like it as much the more I watched it. Okay. I think everyone kind of hams it up a little bit in certain times. I think Mark Wahlberg is insufferable, and the fact that he yeah. got a nomination for it is criminal. Yeah, that's there's terrible. So many, there's so many other people more deserving in that movie than he is. I was just about to say, so you watch the Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's bad. He's not good in it, but he's Mark Wahlberg. So, of course, he isn't. Right. Uh, Why not give that to Alec Baldwin? There's so there's so Nicholson. DiCaprio is is great in it. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon's great is good in it. He's better than Mark Wahlberg. I, yeah. I think it's, it's an OK performance. It's not anything special. But yeah, watch that. <laughs> oh, what else did we watch? We watched a few things. We watched moxie which is a netflix film it was cute i'm sure sort of men's rights activists are going to be upset about it because it's about girls fighting the patriarchy in a high school by create writing a uh, a zine as they would in like the early 90s amy poehler directed it so it's her for i think it's her directorial debut but she directed it is that like magazine so a zine is like kind of something you self-publish like you xerox copies of it like really underground kind of independent stuff uh-huh. they did it with like you know the riot girl fate like era kind of stuff like that like underground music kind of did that and it Counter- takes place current day present day yeah present so day. like amy poehler is like the plays the mom and she was like late 80s early 90s she was in high school and she was like this riot girl so she listened to bikini kill cedar kenny stuff like that you know she was politically active when she was in high school so that kind of spurs her her daughter to kind of take up an interest in, you know, fighting for women's rights in school, you know, when she sees things that are kind of getting swept under the rug or look the other way in terms of the, you know, the jockey boys just getting away with, you know, harassing girls and all that kind of shit. It was fine. She the 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 lead girl was really good in it. It was interesting, you know, it's nice to see that, but like I said, you know, men are probably going to be really mad about it. Oh, it's all this girl power bullshit, bro. <laughs> All guys look terrible in this movie. Like, well, if you're 
if you're identifying with the star quarterback who raped the girl, then it says a lot more about you than about the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to defend that. Yeah. I feel like that's all I want. Oh, I watched Coming to America, the original, just good. because. Oh, thank God. I heard, this, <laughs> I heard the new one's not very good, but I, I haven't saw it. I mean, sequel about a movie 30 years in the past, probably not a recipe for a good movie. But I watched the original. Still great. It's such a classic. I haven't watched that in a while. But yeah, watched a couple other movies here and there, but that's about it of any interest. Cool. So good movie watching a week or two weeks while I moved. I mostly watched movies while I was building furniture. That's a good uh, good time to do it. Yeah. I wish I ever thought of that when I moved. <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually my go-to is like I'll put on a movie and the, and the building the furniture will then take like an hour and a half longer than it should. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I'm terrible at putting things together anyway, so it would take long to do. It's like, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm held captive by this this task I'm performing, so I might as well put on a movie. That's smart. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good list, especially yeah. going back to Departed and Coming to America. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's always good to, to revisit some classics like that. Oh, I, there's other c- couple things I watched. I'll say really quickly. Very Brady sequel, excellent movie. <laughs> i think you're the only one who th- i uh, maybe mark thinks that but yeah. I, I do like it of course the brady do. movies are fantastic yeah. but I, but there's also a short documentary series on netflix i forget the name of it but it's about i think it's something about murder in the mormon community or something like that really fascinating story about this one guy that he was like a trader of historical documents it's a fascinating, fascinating story that I've never heard anything about. Happened in like 1985, I think. And it's only like three episodes. So it's not like one of these 12 episode documentaries on Netflix where you probably could have told it in four. And it, there is a there is an end to this story, which is always another thing with Netflix documentaries. It's like, well, maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> now, is that the story where the guy has the documents that pretty much prove it's all bullshit? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's fa- it's a fascinating story. Uh, Anytime... With that Mormonism is all bullshit or the yeah, more or less, yes. Okay. Okay. But there's so and... much more to the story. Anytime... I was just I was just making sure if it was macro or micro, like bullshit about that one case or whatever no it's specific to the founding of the mormon religion got specifically okay. joseph smith so yeah. yeah macro got it yeah any anytime you could bring down a religion i'm all for it i think that's a great idea yeah i suggest that i don't remember the name of it but it's probably on the trending on uh, netflix so seek that out it's three hours of your time it's not that long you could watch it in less time than you could watch the snyder cut so that's true or Tom, I, and Jerry. Or Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a kick out of, uh, just like real quick, I got a kick out of the people who are saying, like, I'm going to watch that all day. I'm like, all right, we'll enjoy watching it three times. And <laughs> that's about all you can watch it. <laughs> you, you just played yourself. <laughs> all right. I think that's all that we have to talk about for what we watched this week. So we will be right back after listening to some ads. Because we got to pay those bills and we'll be right back. And welcome back. It's now it's time to get into this week's movie. This week, as we mentioned, is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, specifically, it was yesterday. And that's okay because we usually do a tradition this month or this week specifically. Is we usually watch a Leprechaun movie. And we're late this week. But it's okay because I think I'm going to put a moratorium 
on this tradition. I think this is going to be the last time that we watch a Leprechaun movie. I got to be honest with you guys. This one was tough. Yeah. Uh, yes. We might go back and watch the original, but there is no way in hell I'm watching Leprechaun Back to the Hood after this pile of shit. Yeah. He goes back? He The, the very next sequel is Leprechaun yes. Back oh. to the Hood. So, yes, this week, keeping up the tradition that we started with Leprechaun 3, we watched Leprechaun 5 in the hood from 2000 gentlemen where are you coming from leprechaun five in the hood i want to commend you for making me the most uncomfortable i've ever been on this podcast as i was watching it i realized watched love on the leash (laughs) well yeah like that that was just your you know your regular like just shit movie this this is different because I'm watching it, and I'm like, how? Like, what am I supposed to say about these characters? Like, what am I supposed to talk about here? <laughs> I don't know any of this. This isn't my, you know, my milieu. I don't. <laughs> and like, even if I did say something, I'm just gonna be like, well, why is why is he saying this? You know, like, I can't talk to talk about it in detail. I could say it's a piece of shit. <laughs> But that, like, you know, what do you do? I feel like Anthony trapped us. <laughs> blame, blame the makers of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I thought was funny was the movie prior to this was Space, correct? Yep. So they figured the hood was more dangerous than Space. And that's kind of bad. <laughs> Right. This is a, and this is like a very tame hood, to be honest with you. Yeah. You don't see many people in this hood. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever, but I guess they just couldn't get a lot of people. But yeah, yeah it's not like, it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not it's not the hoods that I had seen or, okay. you know, grown up around in, in times. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel like the same hood that Public Enemy came from. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. Ice-T does his damnedest to make it that way. This is the only person having fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was he yeah. on Law and Order at this point yet? I don't know. That's a good question. I'll check that. Because if not, like, who saw this and thought, yeah, we need him in this uh, procedural movie, uh, show? <laughs> well, hopefully they saw Johnny Mnemonic for this. Oh, God. <laughs> that was way before. Yeah. On my end, is it possible for this movie to not be as bad as I thought it was going to be going in? So wait like, a minute. Like, that I had very, very low expectations for it? Are you, So are you going to tell me that you like this movie? No. Okay. God no. Kind of sounds like you like this movie. <laughs> it does. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I thought I thought you were getting ready to pull a pull a mark on us here. But I was ready. I was ready for this movie to be like very offensive. Like like I'm talking like. They I wish it fix, was. Yeah. I'm no. I'm talking like to another level. You know, like being real bad. Going like, oh, why should we even be watching this? sort of bad and i'm like okay it's just really insensitive and offensive but not like over the top how the hell did this get made you know sort of bad like there's another level i would have to argue that it is like how did this get made offensive in certain at certain points there wasn't like an overly unless if the leprechaun counts there wasn't like an overly like race like racist white dude or anything like that you had the record producer who was trying to like yeah but that talk. was just a bad joke that wasn't he wasn't going around saying the n-word or 
No, yeah. You know, like that that's the type of stuff I was expecting in it. Yeah, the Asian guy. You know. Uh, who was uh very over the top. Yeah. Uh then you had Ice T talking about how you needed to make move or make music about slapping your bitch. Yeah. Like, well, that's I, not great. I was more expecting it to just be very non PC in that people just dropping slurs in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's there's no I mean, there's no slurs. Yeah. But you, you had you had a character who's a cross dresser. Yeah. And then they, but they they never they rag on the cross dress a little bit. But never mm-hmm. use any, you know. No. Yeah. Thing. I mean they're not saying anything, you know. Yeah, but that's yeah, what like I was to, expecting. Like them just to to drop those words without even any thought in it. Sure. You know. But that's what I mean by better than I thought. I'm like, okay, this is just a really awful movie that you know what I thought was the most offensive part was how does the the leprechaun know who Tiger Woods is? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he kind of knows a little more than he should, right? Yeah, yeah, he he knows he knows like the culture somehow. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, this... yeah. It's, the, the references um, tend to confuse like what does this does this leprechaun absorb while he's in the stone form? Can right, he does still he hear? Yeah, does he still hear? I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm I'm kind of excited about for this episode? If our track record holds, I'm very excited for Ice-T to just, like, blast us on Twitter. <laughs> I think we're going to be positive on Ice-T, to be honest, uh, if anyone in this movie. Are we? <laughs> He's the only person having fun. He's the only person that was in the movie that I was expecting. This movie yeah. is so the opposite of fun. The setting... And the character, like, that should be as low budget as it is, because it's low budget as fuck. It should at least be entertaining. I should at least, like, I don't want to be crass, but I should at least see a pair of tits. I should be see like, well, yeah. I, this should be a campy thing. It shouldn't be what this is, which is just bland and dull and boring as fuck. I... I didn't think Ice T was that entertaining. He he gets better at the end. He he constantly all he says is where's my where's the goddamn flute motherfucker. Yeah, he's got that one face when he after he hits the leprechaun with the chair, he <laughs> he goes to another level, which I yeah. appreciated. Which I would have loved if he was there all the time, but the movie doesn't give him a place to be there all the time until the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. I found it more... It, it was cool at first. It's cool to see Ice-T, especially with that fro at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a choice. Yes. Yeah. And uh, shoes. And, and shoes. All. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of found myself getting a little tired of, of Ice-T, of, of Mac Daddy. I would be tired of him if the alternative was anything worth watching which wasn't yeah you know if when he's on screen at least the barometer goes up or down you know sure because it's the star power i think yeah everybody else is just gonna lull you to sleep with that stupid fucking flute and there's (laughs) two scenes to play back to back that are nearly identical Uh, just uh, drive the point home is it when they first go to the pawn shop and then they go to the uh corner store yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he plays the flute. By the way, the flute doesn't have an opening. So he, he literally he literally reacts and says the same line in both scenes. Are we done here? <laughs> Are we ready? What? What? 
are we done here or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone has the same reaction, mouth agape, just huh? like hypnotized, which I, you know, I get they're trying to drive the point home, but yeah, you don't need the same scene twice. My question is, do these movies are they the same leprechaun? Cuz his mm. his powers change each movie. His his object of desire changes every single movie. Are we watching different leprechauns? <laughs> That's interesting, because I did remember, like, the flute came out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? The flute is never mentioned in prior leprechauns. In in three, it's all about his shilling. In four, I don't remember there being a specific... I think it's just gold. ...object of desire, because they're in space, right? Yeah. So it's never really, like, a thing that he's trying to get, from what I remember. Is that when he has the fucking lightsaber in the beginning? I think so. God. I... So I mix that movie with Jason X a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's what I wanted to ask you guys before we got into the plot. So we we had Jason Takes Manhattan, and that was like a grungy New York. You have like Tales from the Hood. You have Leprechaun in the Hood. So we're, we're not going to see, most likely we're probably never going to see like in the Hood movies ever again. But if you could take... Guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably never going to see it. So, but if you could take one character, one fictional character, and drop them in the hood, <laughs> who would it be? And like, you'd like make a movie out of it. Sure. Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, <laughs> Ernest in, the, in hood. the hood. That would be wild. <laughs> I think he'd thrive. Because he's like, a, he's so affable, right? Yeah. Yeah, he would probably turn some people onto, onto his like lovable goofiness. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I, I was thinking, I couldn't tell if you went real life or if we could do animated you do animated that's fine for some reason the first person that, that dropped in my head was like homer homer in the hood yeah that's another person i think people would yeah. like yeah no i'm not saying it'd be a bad thing but it would just be like seeing him get a, adapting the way he adapts mm-hmm. well it would show. help because you know they could do the bartman yeah the bartman was big yeah yeah you could you could get that the insane part that my brain went to was the worst choice animated would be Peter Griffin mm. for, for, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Cartman. Yeah. Cartman would probably be worse than Peter, I think, because Peter's just he's just dumb. I don't trust Seth MacFarlane to know <laughs> where true. the line is. And he's from Boston. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that doesn't add up. Uh, I was I wanted to go just like full on. He's not surviving in the hood. I was going to say Frodo Baggins. <laughs> you, drop, you drop Frodo in there and he has Does to he escape. Have Samwise? If he has Sam, I think, you know, I don't think it matters. I think he dies. So you think <laughs> he could survive Mordor, but not the hood? Yes. Right. <laughs> Things are played differently in, in the hood. Because someone, uh, like, someone would like rag on his feet and then he would cry and then they would see him crying and then they'd just beat him up. <laughs> the, and he has the he has the ring. They're gonna take the ring, <laughs> right? Sure. I mean, I you know I would, and they would be very successful. <laughs> so, Leprechaun in the Hood, directed by Rob Spera, who hasn't directed anything of a note besides a couple of Skinamax movies, stars Warwick Davis, Ice T, Anthony Montgomery, Rashawn Nall, Red Grant. Dan Martin, Lobo Sebastian, Ivory Ocean, and Jack Ong. IMDb score of 3.8 and a Rotten Tomato score of 33%. Budget, $1.4 million. No box office because it was direct-to-video. 
That's Leprechaun in the hood for you. Yeah. So apparently, looking through the IMDb, the you got to play Postmaster P actually had somewhat of an acting career after this, unlike everyone else outside well, of Ice T. I'll just say Ice T. He he's on like a TV show for like six years. I think he was on like a soap for a while. Really? Because my first thing is this just seems like a bunch of people that like first time actors or something, and then it just ruins their career. Because they made this choice. They just heard the Leprechaun and was like, oh, it's a series. People know it. For me, seeing that was like, oh, okay. So it didn't ruin everyone's career. Ice-T already had everything established. He could do no wrong. All right, what do you guys say we get into the plot of this piece of shit? (laughs) (laughs) You put it so nicely. Yeah. Dan, what do you got for us? I'm just going to give a quick shout out to our friend Tia and her podcast, The Top Ten with Tia. Tia and her friend Brittany record weekly podcasts, and they talk about their top 10 lists. So you should go check them out. Follow her at TC underscore Stark. She's also the head writer for Geek Vibes Nation, gvnation.com. She's a good friend of the podcast, good friend of ours in general. So go give her a follow. Great. And we are going to take a quick break to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back, and now it's time to get into the plot for Leprechaun in... No, not Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood. Wish it was Leprechaun in Space, honestly. We open on the Leprechaun dropping a few bars as he looks over his gold, talking about his magical flute, which seems new from what I remember from earlier movies. And then credits. And then we open back up on Ice-T in a bad afro wig, knocking down a wall and breaking into some underground area in search of some gold he's been promised. He eventually finds it along with the statue of the leprechaun and his magic flute. As Ice-T looks over the magic flute, he is completely unaware of his buddy getting stabbed in the throat by his own afro pick. Then Ice-T comes to and fights the leprechaun, whose powers remain, remain completely inconsistent across all movies. And then there's an incredibly stupid joke about Ice-T taking a series of weapons out of his own afro, although I'll admit, the third time he does it, it kind of works. With the baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I was hoping that was going to be a running theme throughout the movie. Yeah. Like his character can just manifest weapons mm-hmm. or just anything he needs from his hair. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the case. Nope. No. This is the only fun we're allowed to have in this movie. The, the only question I have is, 
Where does that hamburger in Colt 45 come from if they had to break through a wall to get into that room? I don't know if they explain why it's there. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming they're like in like the subway or something like that. Yeah. They're like in some yeah. like so I'm assuming it's some MTA worker or whatever the the hoods yeah. version of the MTA is. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming my thing was like is, was there an easier way for them to get into this place? Like, <laughs> like a little hatch somewhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think any any way is easier than sawing down a wall. <laughs> yeah, there's there had to have been another entrance. Yeah. So after the leprechaun gets the upper hand on Ice T, T hits the steam valve, causing the necklace his buddy stole off the leprechaun to shoot up in the air and lands on the leprechaun's neck, causing him to turn back into a statue. And then we cut to present day or 2000, I suppose, although it kind of feels like. 1995 to some terrible rapping being performed by some sort of VFW uh, where we meet our main characters. So they wind up blowing a speaker, which is again inconvenient because they're trying to go to Vegas for some sort of competition because American Idol came out the year prior. So this is a thing now that we have to deal with in movies, comp- music competitions. I would imagine that the idea for this movie was thought of for the first time back in like the late 80s or so, early 90s, just because I think at this point, the idea of a three-man rap group wasn't as popular as it was back then. Like, it was more... The particular setup they had seems more of a late 80s, early 90s sort of setup. Yeah, I think you're thinking that people actually thought about this when making this movie. No. (laughs) Yeah, somebody was just really either a public enemy or run dmc fan it was like yeah they always have three guys one, one guy's on the turntable and the two guys rap yeah, that's well, what all these are like right all, all i know is their rap is terrible yeah. yeah it's all it's all positive vibes bro as Post someone as someone who prides themselves on knowing rap music i know <laughs> that's that what rap we say dan oh yeah i love beer and i know my rap <laughs> this music it's not very good so then they go and try and sell a guitar that they say was signed by Jimi hendrix but they don't know a damn thing about Jimmy, including what year he died, so it doesn't work. And we're introduced to them as Postmaster P, who is our main character, Stray Bullet, which also happens to be the name of a movie that the director also directed, which has nothing to do with the character named Stray Bullet, and Butch, a virgin that likes chemicals. That's what we learn about him. If that's basically his art. Yeah. The guy at the pawn store laughs them out of the store. So they try the same shit at a Chinese trade shop, and he does the same thing to them. And they stumble across Ice-T, now known as Mac Daddy, a successful gangster, pimp, hip-hop producer, maybe. Brings them over to his office to listen to their mixtape, and he smashes it into pieces, saying that positive hip-hop is bullshit, and it's all about Uzis and blowing people up. And slapping hoes, I guess. (laughs) Butch notices the leprechaun with the chain around his neck, and he gets yelled at by Mac Daddy to get away from it. And then Postmaster P turns down Mac Daddy's offer because he's offering type of music that he just doesn't want to make. And then Mac Daddy kicks them out of the office. Having some artistic integrity. That's right. Later, Stray Bullet devises a plan to break into Mac Daddy's office and steal the necklace so they could sell it. Butch is on board, but Postmaster P doesn't want to do it. Eventually, they meet up with Postmaster P, and he's in, just because. They break in and start (laughs) stealing shit. There's There's an hilarious edit. Did you, when, was it a post? Is that his name? Post? Postmaster P. Yeah. So Post uh, is walking towards his, his friends. Mm-hmm. And there's a quick edit of him just being next to his friends. 
I don't know why we couldn't wait the extra two seconds for him <laughs> to walk to the to to meet his friends. They need right? to get it in under ninety minutes. <laughs> that was such a weird edit. It was. I was, it waiting, was, I was waiting for there to be like a slow motion freeze frame when they did the handshake. <laughs> it was so. It was such a weird edit. I don't get it. <laughs> I had to. I had to do a double take. Like, did they really just, just like shave off two seconds here? <laughs> the camera ran out of film at that exact moment. Maybe that was what it was. Yeah, they needed to change reels. Yeah. So while they're stealing shit, Butch works on setting up some explosives to break into the glass case. Then Mac Daddy shows up. Butch sets off the explosion, and then Postmaster P shoots Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy goes down. They snatch a bunch of shit and go to leave, including the necklace and the flute. So the Leprechaun wakes up, and they unload their guns and the Leprechaun and run. <laughs> Talk they about another situation where people didn't check dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, they blew that guy to shit, so <laughs> <laughs> you would think that he probably did. They pulled a, uh, a John Murphy on him. Yeah. It was more, I was talking more about Mac Daddy. Oh, Mac, Mac Daddy, Daddy don't yeah. die. Uh, yeah, I thought, I was like, yeah, that's surprising. They, they're getting rid of iced tea pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. So Mac Daddy comes to, and the leprechaun tells him to give him back his gold, and Mac Daddy runs. And Mac Daddy goes to the club and tells his boys to get the guys together with a bunch of guns because shit's going down for real, quote unquote. Goes to the bathroom to smoke some weed and then Leprechaun shows up. So they share a joint and then the Leprechaun rips Mac Daddy's finger off. The line that made me chuckle here and is, you know, his need to incessantly rhyme was the, uh, I believe it's a, a friend. I don't know if it's a friend with weed or a friend in weed. A friend know, with weed is, is a, a friend, friend indeed. Weed. Yep. I was like, ah, it's pretty good. I'll a take friend, that for this movie. A friend with gold is better, I'm told. Yeah. Something like, yeah, just dropping, dropping bars, man. He shows <laughs> that at the end, but we'll get there. So lit. I stopped the movie by, before then. <laughs> just a FYI. You lucky bastard. Yep. I, I saw yeah. that and I said, nope. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think I could sit through anything worse than the end of Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, but I think I found it. I don't think I watched that either. So Mac Daddy runs off, and the Leprechaun kills one of his boys after they have a conversation about rap. And the boys go to buy some new audio equipment with the new money they have. Postmaster P blows on the flute, which causes everyone else to go into a trance. And then they go to the Chinese guy's store to buy some more things, and the same exact scene basically plays out for a second time. Postmaster P blows on the flute, they go into a trance, he says, what, are we done here or what? And they leave. Mac Daddy goes back to his office, sands a finger, but realizes they don't have the necklace, so they're screwed. And the leprechaun finds the pawn, pawn store owner. I don't know why I can't say pawn store. I don't know. You got something else on your mind. I guess I do. Yeah. Pawn you store. Eat, yeah, you want to eat some shrimp or something, so you're thinking of prawns. <laughs> leprechaun finds the pawn store owner, Jackie, and asks for his gold back, but the guy blows him off. So the leprechaun conjures the image of Jackie's wife from the past and inevitably gets turned bad for him. This is a weird scene that yeah. like needed some background information that we did not have. Like yeah. he was his name was Jackie, but he was married to a woman also named Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't know that was Which his is, wife. Right. Like he's Jackie D. She keeps calling him Jackie D and he's like, Jackie C, is that you? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like the Spice Girls, right? Mel B and Mel C. Yeah. Like that's the funniest thing of this movie is this, this scene. <laughs> so in in that scene, uh Jackie D keeps calling Jackie C bad. 
like, oh, you're you you're bad, baby. You're bad. So Jen was uh, she was listening to me watching like, is this movie set in the 70s or something? <laughs> like, no, I think it's set in like the 2000s. Yeah. No one says bad anymore. There's cell phones in this movie, right? I don't remember seeing one. There's an advertisement for beepers. That's all mm. I can remember, which puts it in the right time period. Right. Yeah. They were still a thing. Then the guys throw a party, but Postmaster P can't enjoy it because they stole from Mac Daddy and they think he's dead. And then right on cue, the not-dead Mac Daddy shows up guns blazing, demanding his flute back. Yes, Undertaker-like. Yeah. Walking yeah. out of the smoke-filled door. <laughs> the guys say they don't have it, so Mac Daddy goes to shoot them, but can't because he doesn't have his own. Tr- he doesn't have a trigger finger. <laughs> and then the guys get away by jumping off the roof and into a dumpster. Guys need a place to hide out, so they enlist the help of a trans woman or drag queen, it's unclear, by the name of Fontaine. Meanwhile, the leprechaun, who is also about four scenes behind them, which I don't know why. If you have magical powers, why are you so far behind? Kills the Chinese store owner. (laughs) You don't see how he kills the Chinese store owner, right? I don't even remember. I just know it's like, well, they haven't seen him in like 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, that's right. So at Fontaine's, the guys try to put on a performance and get yelled at by neighbors because they suck. Then Postmaster P plays the flute and their attitudes change and everyone loves them. So they put on a show in the backyard and everyone loves them and Postmaster P realizes it's because of the flute. And they're going to realize it's the flute about seven more times in this movie. (laughs) I like how the the only way to stop the flute is just covering your ears. (laughs) Right, this magical flute. Eh, if you just plug your ears with your fingers, you'll be fine. Yeah. And they give you no rules about this flute because apparently you can't record it. That's right. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, it, that... it, it it sticks with the theme of the leprechaun himself. Mm. Maybe if if we had some rules that were set in the first movie and they carried over to the fourth sequel, we wouldn't need a scene <laughs> to describe exactly what this flute does. Right, and yep. and like. The leprechaun has the ability to blow a hole through people now. Yeah. How crazy is that? So why doesn't he do that every time? Right. Does he get tired? Is he like the baby Yoda where if he expends too much of the force, <laughs> he needs an appy poo? He, he should just be blowing holes through everybody. Right. You don't want to give me my flute. I'm going to blow a hole through you and I'll take it out of your off your cold dead hands. <laughs> oh, that's another weird part at yeah. the end of the movie yeah. when uh, Post speaks in an Irish accent. Yep. He says that exact words, right? Yeah. You take it out of me cold, dead hands. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know who told him to do that. <laughs> the most personality Postmaster P shows throughout the entire movie. It's such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> how this movie unfolds. It's it's really, it should be like, it should be taught on how not to shoot an indie, like a low budget film. Yeah. Everything here, don't do this. So Leprechaun shows up at Fontaine's house apartment and Fontaine takes him into her room to have sex with him because, you know, that happens. And the guy yeah. thinks she's having sex with someone, but she's getting killed by the Leprechaun instead. Why? What I can't understand with the Leprechaun, and I think we just went through this a little bit too, is that he plays along with things when he really doesn't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was no point in him following her into the bedroom. Yeah, and and everyone is just like okay with him. By the way, no one runs in terror. Yeah. Of this monstrous, <laughs> this ugly looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, get out of here, you little kid. <laughs> Leprechaun starts turning the apartment upside down, looking for the flute, and the guys spy him while they're hiding in the bathroom. 
So they concoct an incendiary device using water from a douche, lube, and a heating pad and set it on the floor. They lure the leprechaun into the bathroom and they turn on the light switch. And the device catches fire, engulfing the leprechaun in flames. They run. Guys escape and go to Postman, Postmaster P's mom's house, who is blind, by the way, who berates Butch for being a virgin. Yeah. And they realize once again that the flute is magical. Yeah, just got to keep driving that point home, man. Yep. Because that's the emotional weight of the end of this movie. Yeah, that he he's a, he's that a he's, virgin. That he dies a virgin. Oh, that's a great line. Do they have? Was they have pussy in heaven? <laughs> I, think I sure hope hell, so. Right. I think I thought he said heaven. I thought he said heaven. Oh, maybe. There's no captions on this movie, so. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I would assume they do have it, but you can't partake of it. Right. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't really make a difference. No, I wouldn't put it past this movie to not have captions. Oh, I mean, I don't know about the captions, but I'm talking about vagina. He's talking about, he's talking about pussy oh. in, in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if there's <laughs> subtitles in, in heaven either. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> That'd be great. Just like everybody's got their own closed captioning bar underneath them. Yeah, you, if you, whoever you're speaking to, you can ha- they have the option of closed captioning or yeah. not. Yeah, and I get up. When I get up to heaven and be like, oh, this is so much better than real life for me. <laughs> you're, 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 talk, you're talking to uh, Warwick Davis and uh, you ask him if he put the, his closed captioning on. Yeah. That'd be great. I would always use it. Sure. 100%. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that heaven uh, perk? Yeah. In hell, they have it, but it's in a different it's in a different language. <laughs> and it's like a color that just doesn't come through clearly. Yeah, yeah, it blends, it blends in with background. the fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yellowish. God, this is useless. <laughs> so then they go to a church for sanctuary. They make a deal with the preacher to stay there, and they will fill in for the music act that dropped out. So they try to sing some gospel, but Stray Bullet keeps fucking it up, and it's kind of like the original version of the "I Think You Should Leave" sketch about the bones are the money. You have watched that show but i'm talking about three people <laughs> i'm talking to three people out there that have watched i think you should leave but uh, <laughs> there's a sketch in there that's very similar <laughs> so everyone starts to leave because they're terrible and then postmaster p blows the flute and then everyone comes back in including coolio out of nowhere yeah that, that's like a total keith david moment right <laughs> yeah coolio had a day off and iced tea was called them to set to hang out yeah. Please don't let me suffer through this alone. It it literally looks like he accidentally walked in walked on set accidentally. He was like, oh, this ain't the AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh, isn't wrong. the way to tease trailer. It's so weird. It's such a weird cameo. <laughs> Just sticks his head through the doorway and that's it. <laughs> He's bopping to the groove, though. Yeah. So the guys go into a full-on gospel rap that everyone winds up loving. Once again, we have another scene explaining that the flute is magical. <laughs> And then they realize that Mac Daddy has tracked them down, and so do the Leprechaun. So while Mac Daddy holds them at gunpoint with one of his goons, the Leprechaun blows a hole through the chest of the goon, which looked kind of cool. Yeah. I, f- I thought to myself, this is where their budget went in yeah. this one scene. Where they where the Mac Daddy looks through the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the terrible blood prosthetics, right? It's yeah. just like ketchup. <laughs> yeah. So then they, uh, they run and hole up in the preacher's office and barricade themselves in. And the leprechaun decides that his powers can't get through the door for some reason. This gives the guys time enough to devise a plan. So they take the preacher's safe and open the door. 
just as the leprechaun is trying to knock the door down with his shoulder because he can't blow a hole through the door, apparently. But he can blow through a hole a hole through your chest. And, and he, he runs, can get out of a safe. Yeah. And he runs straight into the safe, which they lock him in. And while he's in there, they try to record the sound of the flute so they can play it at their performances. But it doesn't work, so they just have to use the flute itself. They go to a show, leaving the preacher with the leprechaun in the safe. And the leprechaun calls on his zombie fly girls. And I guess one helps him escape because we never actually see him escape from the safe. And then the preacher is very ready to throw it all away for the fly girl, but then realizes her eyes glow green. And the leprechaun sticks his hand through his chest. And now the preacher's dead. Meanwhile, the guys perform and everyone loves them because they blew the flute. If you didn't realize, the flute is magical. And run that by me again, Ant. Mark, the flute is magical. So every time they blow the flute, everyone gets hypnotized. Got it. Love it. Uh, I like how the preacher was ready to throw it all away. <laughs> and then, then he's like, oh, I know, I know, uh, I know Satan or a, a servant, a servant of Satan when I see him. No, you don't. You literally don't. You were about to bang this chick. Yeah. Two seconds ago. Where were your Christ powers then? Yeah. They were, you know, you weren't thinking. Before she took her sunglasses off. Right. Yeah. He so, was, he, he d- didn't even think twice about his lord's work nope. uh when he just sees an attractive woman he's like oh man it's time to fuck oh yeah as he was thinking with his little preacher <laughs> yes exactly i hate how there becomes a b line a b story that the leprechaun is banging chicks now into like to death yeah that's a little weird too yeah it kind of comes out of nowhere and serves no purpose <laughs> yeah Meanwhile, the guys perform and everyone loves them because they blew the flute. I'd say they're not terrible, but they're very generic. Mm. After the show, they get told that they made it to the next round and they're going to Vegas for the finals. And then Leprechaun's hose show up and so does the Leprechaun and he threatens them for the flute. They pull a gun on him and he forces Stray Bolt to point it at Butch until Postmaster P gives up the flute. Postmaster P gives up the flute and Leprechaun goes to leave, but then P tries to stop him. And then Leprechaun forces Stray Bolt to turn the gun on himself and blows his own head off. Postmaster P and Butch put Stray's body into the car and then give up the dream. That makes no sense. Mm. Why did they put him in the car? I don't know. (laughs) Is it wrong that I thought they were going to light the car on fire? That's what I thought. I thought they were going to stage it, yeah. But they take the gun away from him. I think they're just going to drive his body back. I think that's what happened. Because they're at this place wherever they had this audition. And they have to drive it back. I I thought they were either going to burn it or they're going to like drive it into the river. Yeah. (laughs) Just like a proper send off, I guess. I don't don't know. Drive it off the edge and it crashes into concrete. They turn to each other. They're like, it's why is it called the LA river then? (laughs) They they just put it in the seat riding shotgun. Like they got to go. They're driving it home. I guess Butch sits in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, why is the body riding shotgun? Even when Stray is dead, Butch still has to ride bitch. <laughs> Man, that's that's sad. Maybe that's he's got, you know. Maybe he's got to lose that V card, or maybe you could think about sitting in the front seat. Right, a, a corpse has more uh, pull than you do. Yeah, that's when you got to rethink. Yeah. You got to rethink who you're rolling with. <laughs> Meanwhile, there we have a scene where the leprechaun gets a new ho, a new hoe from nowhere, which I don't know what that scene was about. And then he heads to Postmaster Mom, Postmaster's mom's house and thinks he's a neighbor kid because she's blind. And then she feeds him, which is weird. <laughs> but it's actually a dream Postmaster was having the whole time, so it doesn't matter. 
And then he has another dream of Stray coming to his front door. And then Butch comes to the front door, and that's not a dream. And he tells Postmaster P that he can't let him go find the leprechaun without him. And he says that he's been doing some research with Leprechaun for Dummies. And he says the leprechaun can lose their powers if they're exposed to the essence of a four-leaf clover. So he's concocted, rolled him some four-leaf clover fatties, and plans to roll into Leprechaun's hotel room that he's been bringing his hose up to every night to, to fuck to death. And the plan is that they're going to dress up like women and get him to smoke the weed. It's very Bugs Bunny of them. So they they dress up like women and they go to the bar, the hotel, like, I don't know, it's like a hotel slash bar. And they smoke up the hose and it breaks them of their trance and the hose tells them where they could find the leprechaun. So they go up to Leprechaun's room, which is really just kind of a black void of sorts. It's a soundstage because they don't have any money left in this movie. And they smoke him up. And he starts to try to get a blowjob from Postmaster P in a dress, but then he passes out, goes to Cloverweed, and P takes the flute from him. So they go back down the elevator. As they get off, Mac Daddy shows up and shoots Butch. The only thing Butch could think about is the fact that he's going to die a virgin in a dress, no less. Yeah, Mac- that, I mean, that's a choice. <laughs> Killing off one of your main characters in a dress. Yeah. So Mac Daddy and Postmaster P have a showdown. And Postmaster P shoots Mac Daddy three or four times. And then the Leprechaun comes down the elevator and he has a showdown with Postmaster P. And then Mac Daddy arises, still not dead, and knocks the Leprechaun in the head with a chair. And Ice-T goes nuts. <laughs> it's, it's the one moment in this movie where I got momentarily angry and then remembered it was a Leprechaun movie. Going, <laughs> why is he hitting him with the chair? He can just sneak up and drop the necklace on him. <laughs> and I was like, nope, Leprechaun movie doesn't, nope, logic yeah. does not apply. <laughs> so then Leprechaun just blows a hole in the chest of Mac Daddy, because that's what he could do, except for when it comes to doors, I suppose. Yeah. And the necklace goes flying into the air as the movie cuts to black. And then we fade back in, and Postmaster P is now a major star, but he's under the spell of the Leprechaun. And then we watch Leprechaun do a terrible rap. And that's the end of Leprechaun in the hood, and that is the end of our St. Patrick's Day tradition of watching these Leprechaun movies. Correct. Because I can't do it anymore. You guys watched the Leprechaun do a terrible rap. I did not. I saved myself. <laughs> I hated this movie. I, you know what? I'm really surprised that you did. I thought this was going to be one of your, this was so silly, I liked it kind of movies. No. It wasn't Thank fun. You. It no. was not fun yeah. at all. Yeah. Again, I, I thought to myself as I was watching it, like, well... I can. The only thing I could really comment on is just that it's not a well-made movie. It's like, like, how am I going to comment on how the actors are acting? I don't know how it's supposed to be. You know, I don't know what they talk about. I don't know how rap works. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, yeah, it was just basically, I'm going to talk about how there's weird edits. The <laughs> leprechaun is all over the place with his powers. And that's about it. That's all I could really discuss this movie really isn't it's like when you say a movie is like oh it takes place in the hood it's really it's really inconsequential it's an urban setting really like i i hate to say it's like i want to see more like over the top stereotypes and everything like that but that's really what you're promising with a movie like that you know yeah mm-hmm. so give it to a guy like i don't know find, find like snoop dogg because snoop dogg did like a hood of horror and stuff like that and this is like there's got to be some cheesiness. It's got to be cheesier. And it's got to be, like, specific to that kind of environment. Uh, this really could take place anywhere. As long as right. it's in, or it, in 
some sort of urban setting. So I think if you lean into like almost like black exploitation a little bit, I mean, it's it would be tasteless, obviously, but at least it'll be a little bit fun. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think at this point, the leprechaun had ru- had kind of run out of, uh, you know, his his he had worn out his welcome. Absolutely. In terms of movies. Yeah. I'm I'm getting to realize that these movies just aren't that fun. Like no. <laughs> they they aren't. I don't know how there were six original films and then they've had two of the of the remake or the the reboot story. Oh, like That's right. There was a remake, right? Yeah, so the the WWE WWE films did the remake with mm-hmm. Hornswoggle as the as the leprechaun and then there was a second one after that that wwe didn't do i can't believe there's so many of these movies there's eight of these movies that's insane it's not and they're not that fun for a movie about a leprechaun they should be a little they like i think i honestly think it peaked with three yeah you're probably right i'd say even two like at least three still had that like monkey's paw scenario right is that like what it people, was? Like yeah. people got more more than they bargained for. Like the woman from Caroline Williams went from Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. She you know she wants the new body, mm-hmm. and then like you know she turns she gets the really duck lips and the giant ass, and it's like goes out of control kind of stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that that's set in Atlantic City, right? Vegas. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, that wasn't. I mean, it was bad, but at least it went over the top bad. Yeah. This is just bland. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they needed it set in a better location. I don't know like, if this works better in New York. I don't know. He should have taken on he should have took on the Bloods and the Crips. That's there what this movie should have been. That would have been pretty funny. It should have been the Bloods and the Crips, they have to join forces to take on the Leprechaun. That's a and much you, more interesting movie. And that's specific have, to the hood. You could have Ice T being the leader of one gang and yeah. Coolio is the leader of the other gang. You could have like, what if you like they drop him into like a warriors type scenario where it's like this, it's like almost not not quite post apocalyptic, but like uh like this weird alternate like pseudo reality where these gangs run the night, you know, and all these like oh. these five gangs, like Double Dragon. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. the warriors, you know. And then he's got, and the, they all come together to take on the leprechaun. That sounds more fun. Right. Like this, these guys could have been suburban dudes, like suburban black guys trying to make it as rappers. Like, like that's what this movie is. They could have been anywhere. Then the same story would could play out. You need a story specific if you're going to call it in the hood. It's got to be specific to a hood type setting. Right. Yeah. And, you don't really get a feeling for the hood here. No, not at all. Like you got the the corner store, okay? Uh, yeah, Los <laughs> Angeles, great. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, Bloods versus the Crips versus the Leprechaun. That's that's what I'm proposing to make that's this cool. Better. I'd watch that. Yeah. You just wrote the ninth Leprechaun movie. Yeah, uh, fine, I'll sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't cover it on this show, but I'll write it. <laughs> Anything you guys would do? Or anything more? Mm. No, I don't. I have nothing for this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Depending on you know budget restraints and all that, I would have been if they were gonna go with this whole rap thing. Maybe a couple more cameos, or maybe someone bigger than Coolio. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm sure Ice T could scrounge up a better cameo than Coolio, even in 2000. Yeah, 
Oh, by the way, Ice-T started Law & Order in 2000. Oh, so okay. Hot, hot off Leprechaun in the hood, he went to Law & Order. Talk about lucky. <laughs> not going to have you do any more there. research, Ant, but could it be that they filmed this movie two years before, found out he was going to be on a Law & Order and released this? <laughs> I have no idea when they shot this movie. <laughs> try to try to time it up. <laughs> All right. I do you guys got anything else you want to say about Leprechaun in the Hood? Or you just want to get out of here? I want to go home. I'm home, but I want to just I want to go somewhere else now. We got to move on. I just yeah. can't believe they made a sequel. That's all. <laughs> I wonder if it, like a part of me is like, is it any better? <laughs> but well, we're not going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. Maybe maybe we'll cover the original next year, but we're I don't think any sequels. But uh, yeah. yeah, we got to figure out our new. Uh, we should just do something totally off the rails for next St. Patrick's Day. The second Boondock Saints movie. Nah. <laughs> Let's not do that either. Let's just stay away from Irish people. <laughs> that's right. that's great advice. <laughs> I didn't marry an Irish woman though. <laughs> so uh, that's gonna be a little difficult. Well, we'll we'll figure something out. I'm sure we could come to an agreement. <laughs> All right, you guys want to plug your shit? Sure. Uh, at the Aquino 122. I don't know why I plugged my personal. No one ever fucking follows me there. <laughs> it's it makes no. I'm just gonna plug Stranger Damies from now on. Follow Stranger <laughs> Damies. People follow us there. We're uh, we're almost at 1,600 followers, so uh, thank you for joining us. And yeah, that's about it. At Stranger Damies. Yeah, so we uh, our D and D podcast we're starting up campaign two. We aired our first episode of the uh, campaign along with our first, or I should say, both episodes of the campaign should be up by this point. And we've had at least one of our interstitials between episodes as they will go up every other week. We uh, would have streamed our second session. So be sure to go to twitch.tv slash gameballpod to see the archives there. All the the episodes are cut up both for audio and video. You can find it anywhere you get a podcast and also on YouTube. And then we have the uh, Game Vault Pod. Airs every other Monday. Be sure to search for it, uh, Game Vault Podcast. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, all socials, Twitch at Game Vault Pod. And we stream about five nights a week, Wednesday, Thursday, alternating friday and saturdays sunday and monday so and that's all over at twitch.tv slash gameball pod and the um i forgot to mention back at stranger damies i just realized this the youtube is on the stranger damie youtube account not the gameball pod so be sure to if you're if you're listening to this and trying to find it on that youtube it's not there it's over at stranger damie okay great and we are they call this movie you can find us on spreaker they Call This Movie, and all podcast streaming apps just by searching the They Call This a Movie. We're the mainDamie.com. That's where we post all our articles, all our podcasts, and everything that we do under the main Damie umbrella. So that's the mainDamie.com. That is how you're going to find us on all socials as well. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for the main Damie, and we will pop up there. We are also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. Find that at gvnation.com and on all socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows. Seen a nerd, Top Ten with Tia. A bunch of other great shows that I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but they are great, I assure you. If you're into geek, geek stuff, there is certainly a show there for you. And that's going to wrap this up. This has been Leprechaun 5 in the hood. We've subjected ourselves to this one last time. 
The director of Leprechaun 5 in the Hood is Rob Sparrow. So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio saying to Rob Sparrow, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you?